0: Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe.
1: This is Lock It In, a sports betting show, part of the Believe Podcast Network. And now, here's your host, Cam Rogers.
0: Let's lock it in with Cam Rogers right here on the Believe Podcast Network. We have Michael Jenkins on the show here, and he is, of course, the host of the Daily Tip for Odyssey and BetMGM. He's at DC on Twitter. Jenks, what's up, man?
1: I'm doing well. I'm ready for some football, and tomorrow which is Friday is my day off. So I got a long weekend here. So I'm already gearing up for a ton of football. And when I'm done talking with you, it's going to be all I can do not to jump in and get ready for the weekend. So I'm well, how about you?
0: Some mimosas after you're done with this and you'll be ready to rock (laughs) for the weekend. Exactly. Doing well, doing well, excited to talk some football with you, your best bets and what have you, but you know, just taking a look at your Twitter bio again and refreshing my memory on things, McRib aficionado. That's true. I want to ask you about that because Is it in circulation right now, or is it still only like a limited time thing? And why do they do that?
1: I think it's because they want to drum up interest and, and it works, right? Because they roll out once a year and there's this huge frenzy. And then they say, oh, you can't have it anymore. It's for that you, you want what you can't get. Right. And, and so at one time, McDonald's was every year, they were sending me boxes of McRib stuff. 2 years ago, 3 years ago, I got a huge box at my condo and down near the mailroom, I'm like, "What who is this from?" And it said McDonald's on it. And I opened it up and I swear to God, "Cam, there were there were coupons for 20 McRibs. Oh my God. I got a McRib sweater. I have I have an actual like button-down sweater that has a McRib embroidered on it. I have a McRib plate, I have a McRib calendar. They sent me a McRib puzzle. It was this handwritten note. Thank you for your support of, of the McRib over the years. So, yeah, once once that happened, I was all in.
0: That's fabulous. And are you a frequent McDonald's goer or is it just for the McRib?
1: Not really. I'll pop in like everyone else. Like okay. once in a while, I'll say, okay, i have some chicken nuggets or something. When the McRib is out, I'll get some McRibs, but I'm definitely not there every week, like pounding you know, Big Macs or Quarter Pounders or whatever. Well, you
0: look fantastic, so there's no way. Thank you, good man, good man. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, I want to quickly touch base about the Daily Tip because it's a new show on Odyssey, BetQL Network. I've been on your show with Chelsea many times. It's always fun. Talk about the development of that show and also just the sports betting industry in general.
1: Sure, it's interesting because I have a really great relationship with Chelsea and we have a really good chemistry but we've actually never met in person. Yeah
0: you guys are great on air I assumed I (laughs) said this to Chelsea that you guys knew each other before or something.
1: No and I'm really lucky because you never know who you're going to work with and it's not that I've worked with bad people or anything but suddenly when you're paired with someone and you don't really know them you can have all sorts of chemistry it can be nice it can be pleasant sometimes it's okay you just you're never quite sure and so I met Chelsea one time which was when she tried out for the show. I tried out a few different people and she was one of the co-hosts and she was great. She knew her stuff from the jump, but you really can't tell in a 10 to 50 minute tryout how well you're going to get along with someone, particularly right. if you can't read the room and look at their, you know, their gestures or their facial expressions. It's really hard. So I've been really lucky that that we immediately got along and it's fun to see where we are now versus when we started back in June and now we can kind of play off each other and know each other's habits and everything. So it's been great. And the show's come along, too, and started to develop. That's always frustrating for me because whenever I start a project, I want it to be as good as it can be as quickly as it can be. Sure. But that's not really realistic. It does take time to develop those things and to develop different segments. But we've had a blast doing the show, and things are going well.
0: Well, it's got to be the earliest betting show on the radio. Oh, my God. That's for
1: sure. <laughs> I mean, that, that's the one thing I've been a TV guy forever. That's what I've always done before the show. So I used to be sleeping in every day. I'm getting off at 1230 or maybe 1130. And now it's a complete 180 where I'm up at no exaggeration, three, three 15 in the morning. I'm starting to prep. I'm looking at highlights. I'm looking at research and numbers. So it's crazy early. And that's the only thing I've had to adjust to. Even now it's so funny. The guys here at the station are like, you never get used to a jinx. You never get used to it. Like the <laughs> junkies, yeah. the junkies have been doing this for 20 years to a man. They've all been like, you never get used to it. I'm like, "All right. well, at least I know
0: if the junkies say that, then yeah, that's when you know, right? exactly. <laughs> so going off that, obviously you're familiar with DC. So Mm -hmm. let's get into this. I want to get your thoughts on the announcement of Washington football's team name on February 2nd. I'm sure you have a lot of thoughts about this, but, you know, just go over the surface a little bit. If you want your expectations about this team name and this announcement here,
1: honestly, I'm just ready for them to get on with it. There's just been holes and there's been rumors and there's been conjecture about what it's going to be. I don't necessarily mind football team. I think we've kind of gotten accustomed to it, but, yeah, but like I'm ready. It. Yeah, it, it's fine. I'm, I'm fine with the football team and I think it's, it's different and it, it, it fits. So I'm not exactly clamoring for a new nickname, but if they're going to do it, let's do it. I think it's going to be either. And of course I have as much information as anyone else, admirals or commanders, which I think works, but I am a little disappointed. I kind of like red hogs or something because mm. it took it took for sort of the Hogs name from the 80s and added red to it. But at the end of the day, Cam, I'm not going to lose sleep over it. I'm fine with football teams. So as long as they don't surprise us and come up with something really weird, like I wouldn't like the Washington Monuments or something. Or Presidents. Seems, or yeah. Presidents. It just doesn't have any ring to it. And it's yeah. too obvious. So right. just as long as it's not something like that.
0: Yeah. Absolutely. All right. We'll see what happens here. And you've obviously been pretty public about your thoughts on Mr. Dan Snyder as the owner. (laughs) Just talk about the transition of the Washington football franchise with him as the owner and why it has gone wrong.
1: Well, I just think this is what happens when a lot of times you have ownership that You can't stay aligned if you have so many things going on and so many controversies at once. The one thing that makes great franchises great, the Patriots are one, the Steelers are one. The Giants used to be, they're not good on the field, but at least as an organization, everyone seems to be in line and you're not constantly in the headlines for the wrong reasons. And when that happens... Not everyone is on the same page, and that really is what it takes to run a successful franchise. From the top down, everyone is on board, moving in the right direction. You have the right personnel, and the focus is on football. And you've got football people making football decisions instead of having to deal with all of these distractions. You hear that all the time, but imagine if you're a head coach and it's hard enough to coach in the NFL to yep. lead a pro football team. But then you add to that nonsense that happens off the football field that you also have to contend with, and it's just an unnecessary distraction. And unfortunately for a franchise that I love supporting, that's been a constant issue year in and year out. It's always something, and it's really hard to go in the right direction when you start down that path and then something knocks you off.
0: It's also really hard when you have another team right up the beltway who is really successful in the Baltimore Ravens, right? And
1: And you talk about franchises that are aligned. as a reason why the Ravens are successful year in and year out because everyone is on the same page in that organization.
0: Right. Absolutely. Well, hey, let's get into it. The divisional round, the slate is pretty interesting. We're going to start things off with the, Janks, the Kings of the early Saturday playoff window, (laughs) the Cincinnati Bengals. I mean, why not? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Taking on the Tennessee Titans here. Uh, Bengals three and a half underdogs here in this matchup. Where's the action in this one? My lock might be the Titans minus three and a half in this one.
1: I love that play. And we were surprised it opens Titans minus three. And we thought we would see Bengals money come in because yeah. they are exciting. You cannot deny that watching Joe Burrow throw the football with the weapons that he has. It's, it's fun football, but I do believe Tennessee is the right side. I think we'll see some public money come in on Cincinnati and maybe drop this to three, but I would still take Titans minus three and a half. They have the extra week and the Bengals, I think, are a year or two away as good as Joe Burrow has been. He's also been sacked more than any other quarterback in the NFL this season. So you can get to him and we're not giving the respect to the Titans that they deserve. They didn't just fall into this one seed right. in the AFC. It's crazy cam, because you can talk to someone who's just a friend, a fan, whatever about the road to the Super Bowl, and no one talks about the Titans. It's like, ah, the Chiefs, the Bills. What about the Packers, the Bucks? No one mentions Tennessee, and they got here without being fully healthy. Now they're going to be fully healthy. Derrick Henry is going to play. He's practicing, says he feels great. I think Tennessee is the call here
0: yeah absolutely and that defensive line for Cincinnati by the way ravaged with injuries right now after that Raiders game so keep that in mind as well all right so we got an electric Saturday night game here Packers laying six against the 49ers the 49ers Jenks give off this aura of I would say team of destiny but they're that hot team this year that can do some damage kind of like the Giants a la 2011-2007 so where are you at in this one because Packers number one seed coming off
1: the bye here. Yeah, this is a tough one. I'm with you on the Niners. I don't know if the Niners can win this game. I do like the Niners to cover. I actually like the under, which I believe the total has come down a point because the weather isn't going to be good in Green Bay. Hmm. And not only that, the Niners want to run the football. They don't want to get Jimmy G going up against Aaron Rodgers trying to score points. So I think that will slow things down and and keep the, the total on the under. But I like the Niners because of the reasons you mentioned, they are a hot team, but it's it's legitimate. They've won eight of their last 10. That defensive line is unbelievable. And the fact that they keep rotating in defensive linemen and did that to get pressure on Dak Prescott, he just couldn't handle it. Right. And the Niners have enough pieces on offense and a really good coaching Kyle Shanahan in that Jimmy G doesn't have to do it all. He can hand off the ball, whether it's Elijah Mitchell. They're going to get Debo Samuel the football in any way that they can. They just play good, strong, fundamental football. Now, they almost gave it away against Dallas at the end of the game. I'm fully aware of that. But ultimately, San Francisco is a team that that snuck up on us. And I was surprised when I looked. They have the third best defense in the National Football League. When you think of great defenses in the league, San Francisco doesn't immediately come to mind. I think they're good enough on defense and good enough on the ground to keep this within the number. So I would grab San Francisco in the points.
0: A fabulous offensive line, especially in run blocking. We'll see yeah. if we can uh, keep Aaron Rodgers off the field in that matchup. All right, let's go to Sunday. Rams taking on the Bucks here. Both teams looked like world beaters in their respective wins last week. Can you trust Matt Stafford, Jenks, to win another playoff game? What say you?
1: Here's what I think. I'm going to take it. I'm going to take the points with the Rams. Okay. and. I understand that it's hard to trust Matt Stafford. What I think will happen here, what I hope will happen if you're a Rams backer in this game, is that Sean McVay has more tools at his disposal than Bruce Arians does. If you're Bruce Arians, here's the game plan. Keep Tom upright and let Tom be Tom. But if you're Sean McVay, you say, let's not put this on the shoulders of Matthew Stafford to win this football game. And that's exactly how they beat the Cardinals. Stafford didn't throw the ball a lot, but he didn't have to because he has OBJ, because he has Van Jefferson, because he has Cooper Cup, because he now has Cam Akers in the backfield and a stout defense that is stepping up. So I think if you're Sean McVay, the plan is let's find different ways to get this offense down the field. Let's scheme in different ways to make sure Matthew Stafford is not throwing the football 30, 40 times a game, because if he does, he will turn it over. But in games that Matthew Stafford does not turn over the football, the Rams are undefeated. So I think and I'm not sure, but because of the injuries to that Bucks offensive line, I think they're going to have problems with the Rams' defense, and I think the Rams will use all of the tools in their, like I said, in that toolbox, and Sean McVay will find a way to scheme them to at least keep them within the points or maybe win outright.
0: Yeah, I like the Rams to win outright, honestly. I mean, think about what Tom Brady really, really hates, and most quarterbacks do. Pressure on the interior, yep. Aaron Donald and company coming at him. I think that's the game plan.
1: So. That's exactly right.
0: All right, let's talk about the final one. That could be a pick'em, honestly, Jenks, by game time. Bills and Chiefs. Right now it's Chiefs laying a point and a hook here. Highest total on the slate at 54 and a half. Are you touching this game at all? Honestly,
1: I love the Bills on the money line here. Okay. I absolutely do. And the reason why is this I I I say this to everyone and I whom I have this debate with is what did you learn about Kansas City against the Steelers? Nothing. Nothing. You learned that that big Ben's arm is shot like we all thought it was. You learned that the Steelers were lucky to be in the playoffs, and we all knew that. Kansas City is explosive. I get that, and their defense has certainly improved. But what we learned watching the Bills is, man, these guys have been waiting. They've been waiting for this moment, and Josh Allen absolutely eviscerated a Patriots secondary that was one of the best in the NFL. He carved them up, and now a running game that was a weak spot for the Bills early in the season – has now become a strength. I had the under in that game for Devin Singletary's rushing prop. I thought, oh, they've struggled. There's no way he's going to get, what, what, a 64 and a half yards, and he got 81. So now that offense has come alive, that defense has stepped up, and that chief secondary can be attacked. I think the Bills have too many weapons overall on offense in particular to go after Kansas City. I know it's an arrowhead. I know it's a tough call, but Kansas City is always a little bit overvalued. And again, I didn't learn anything from them whipping up on Pittsburgh. That's exactly what I expected. I think the Bills are the better team. I'm going Buffalo money line.
0: Yeah, you know the frauds are now out of the playoffs. Yeah, the that's Steelers right. were a fraud. The Eagles, in a way, so it's an interesting point there. Can I ask you something real quick, as a fellow media member? So sure. I preseason picked the Chiefs to win the Super Bowl. Okay, but I do like the Bills money line this week. What do yeah. I do? Stay consistent and pick the Chiefs just because I predicted them in the preseason, or
1: well, you you can hedge a little bit because I would assume that if you made a futures bet on the chiefs, you probably got better value than So you can always, especially if you're talking about plus money, you can make multiple bets. And e- even sometimes if they're against each other and still come out on the right side. So if right. you want to hedge a little bit and then put a little sprinkle on the bills to keep it interesting, just in case that futures bet doesn't come home, there's a way to massage that in a way where you still end up on top or don't lose as much as you thought you were going to lose
0: a win-win situation. As there
1: you say. go. Exactly. <laughs>
0: Well, speaking of futures, just to wrap, here, Je- wrap up here, Jenks, I, I want to ask you about the market right now. Is it sure. too shallow at this point? Is there any value in your opinion?
1: You know, I, I do think there is value. We were talking about this on the show for Super Bowl MVP. Now, I think it's going to be Bills-Packers. You can, you can bet on the exact matchup. I think that's a little too risky. What I do think it's interesting value-wise is if you think, depending on who you think is going to win between the Titans and the Bengals, you can get Joe Burrow for Super Bowl MVP at 18 to 1. You can get Derrick Henry at 20 to 1 to be Super Bowl MVP. So, no, I don't think these are the two best teams in the NFL. But from a value perspective, if you think the Titans are going to win this weekend, you know if they make it to the Super Bowl. And remember, they are the number one seed. Derrick Henry at 20 to 1 to win Super Bowl MVP. That's a nice number. It's a ni- <laughs> it's a nice number because you know if the Titans win any game, Derrick Henry is going to have to show out. So I like that quite a bit. If you want to go off the board a little bit and maybe find some value.
0: He's Michael Jenkins, host of the Daily Tip for Odyssey and BetMGM. Follow him on Twitter at JenksDC. One of the greats. Appreciate you, Jenks. You're the best, Cam. Thank you. All right.